Insurance agents from around the world, this is Scott Howell, your fearless leader and host. Hey guys, I want to apologize for the audio on this podcast. We interviewed Tyler Asher at the 8% Nation Conference in Dallas, Texas. Audio is not up to our standard, but I just I just wanted to say that we're sorry for that. But uh, we'll be back uh, with the typical audio that you are used to next week. We love you. Hope you guys have a great week and uh, keep listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast. My name is Scott Howell, your fearless host and leader, insurance agency owner and insurance evangelist for iProtect Insurance and Financial Services, based out of Huntsville, Alabama. And before we get started on today's episode, please help me welcome, he is a six foot three sophomore from Sarahland, Alabama, parade first team All-American, rivals five-star recruit. He is a fantastic insurance agent and a great American. Ladies and gentlemen, please stand and welcome the incomparable Mr. Bradley Flowers. How are you, Bradley? I'm great, Scott. How are you today? Man, I am doing the best I have ever done. Bradley and I have just come off stage at 8% Nation. We did a live broadcast of the podcast here at 8% Nation. We are excited to be in Dallas, Texas. And above and beyond that, we have one of the most special guests that we have ever had on our podcast today. And I am humbled, honored, and blessed to have him here today. Before I introduce him, though, guys, let me tell you the mission of our podcast. The mission of this podcast is to help you agents in any way we can. And I feel very confident in saying that from this podcast that you're about to listen to today, you will be able to take down some actionable notes and things to improve your agency and move forward confidently into the future of what will continue to be a wonderful industry to be involved in. So with that said, guys, it is my profound honor to introduce our very special guest today, He lives in Seattle, Washington. He holds a bachelor's degree in business administration from the University of Washington. And for the past 20-year career, he has served in a variety of roles spanning finance, accounting, management reporting, and analysis. All of these roles have led to his current role as the president independent agent distribution for Safeco Insurance. Ladies and gentlemen, please stand and welcome the other incomparable Mr. Tyler Asher. How are you, Tyler? Oh, thank you very much. Thanks for that warm introduction, and I'm super excited to be on with you guys today. I cannot tell you how excited I well, – I'll tell, no, I'm going to tell you how excited I am to have you on the show. If you had asked me at 8 o'clock this morning which one I was more excited about, going on stage at 8% Nation in front of four or 500 insurance agents or getting to interview you, I would have said interviewing Tyler Asher. And the reason for that – is I love getting people's uh, perspective on life and on career and on industries. And I think it's a very unique perspective that you have as the president of one of the major insurance carriers in the industry that is probably a perspective that we as insurance agents don't get to hear enough of. Does that make sense? It does. Well, I'm fired up about having you on. So first question of the day, Tyler, and I think probably the most important question of the day, Safeco has done a very, very good job of creating and beginning the implementation process of the Safeco Agent for the Future. 
And I have been on your website. I have looked extensively at the at the material and the educational material that you guys have put out there. Tell me a little bit about that particular program, how it was developed, and where you guys stand today with that. Yeah, no, you know, Agent for the Future for us was born out of the belief that independent agents will continue to win. Uh, and our commitment is to do more than any other care, to help agents thrive today and tomorrow. If we look at the success agents have had, you know, in our uh, almost 100 years of partnering with, with agents, um, it's been driven by a powerful combination of ease of doing business, choice, uh, and tailored advice. Uh, that combination's been a winning formula, but it's also one as we look forward um, that we think needs to continue to evolve. What it means to provide ease, choice, and advice today um, isn't what's going to get it done tomorrow. Ease isn't simply shopping on behalf of a customer. It's letting a customer mm. dictate how they interact with us. Choice isn't just choosing between carrier products. It's, again, choosing when and how customers' or service needs are met. And certainly advice um, has never been more dynamic in terms of all the changes that are happening in the landscape and the solutions that agents need to meet those needs. Agent for the Future to us was an excellent um, way uh, to build a platform that was really open to all agents, whether with Safeco or not, and quite frankly, anyone participating in the independent agency channel uh, to look at how do we come together uh, and how do we prepare ourselves for future success? How do we evolve that value proposition of ease, choice, and advice over time? So it's been, uh, we've gotten a great response from it, and you checked out the site so you know this, but for, the, for your listeners, if you haven't, uh, it's a combination of research that we've done on major trends, um, how agents are preparing to respond to those. Uh, it includes some thought leadership pieces, both from company experts, from agents, from industry experts. And what we think is the coolest part of the site, honestly, is that you know we try to spotlight agents uh, who are shining examples for all to follow, agents that are running towards change, not away from it, who are embarking mm. on digital transformation and are winning uh, as a result of that. Um, and so we've had a number of uh, terrific spotlights on the site. Uh, a couple, two years ago, we introduced an Agent for the Future Award to shine a light even more so on agents, again, that are great examples for all to follow. So it's been a tremendous resource for us, and uh, we've gotten a pretty great response. Well, and I, I want to speak to something real quick before we move off, uh, you know, that particular general topic and say this. If I'm not mistaken, and correct me if I'm wrong, the two agents of the future that have been spotlighted both in 2018 and 2019, am I correct that those were Jeff Roy and Chris Paradiso? So the Agent for the Future Award is an opportunity for us to really showcase agents, again, that are running towards change. We were really excited to roll this, uh, the award out in 2018. Our inaugural winner was Jeff Roy of Excalibur Insurance. And we recently announced our 2019 Agent for the Future Award, Chris Paradiso of Paradiso Insurance. Yeah, both of those guys are huge supporters of this podcast. And, and not just supporters of the podcast, but friends of both Bradley and myself. And I think that their leadership and their example are really beacons of light for all insurance agents to look towards. You want to see what the future is going to look like? Look at those guys and what they're doing to kind of provide some insight. And that's why Bradley and I both enjoy having them on the podcast because – 
we both feel like that uh, from a technology standpoint and what agencies will look like in the future, those guys are kind of the, the tip of the spear, Does that, if, if that makes sense. So one thing I wanted to ask you about, you talked a little bit just a moment ago about research on major trends related to what you guys were looking at as the agencies or uh, agency for the future. Tell me, were there any trends that you saw personally that kind of surprised well, we, you? You know, we just uh, recently released our, our newest set of research, which is around millennials, uh, and really trying to help insurance agents understand what millennials are looking for in insurance, what they're looking for in an agent. Uh, and so we recently did some surveys of, you know, many generations to kind of get a sense for, like, what's different about millennials and a little bit of, uh, honestly, myth-busting. Like, there's a lot of, mm -hmm. you know, myths out there about what millennials mm -hmm. uh, want or don't want or how they're going to act. So for us, it was, a, it was a great bit of research just to put some real facts and numbers to it. You know, some of the, what I'd say, surprises or key findings, you know, millennials care more about, uh, more, they care more about than just price. So mm -hmm. very common misconception, millennials are looking for the cheapest mm -hmm. insurance. You know, we found over half are looking for the most comprehensive coverage for a good price. That's mm. pretty consistent compared to prior generations. So mm. the percent really looking for the cheapest thing, not much different. Millennials really mm. do care about coverage. In fact, one of the surprises is care mm. more about understanding what's in their policy, what's covered, what if scenarios than prior generations. And right. that kind of leads into the second, you know, major finding, right. which was they really want to be informed consumers. Um, really trusting the advice of insurance agents. Mm. Um, and we think that stems from a couple of facts, but a big one is just deferred home ownership, maybe just a little bit less experience in the insurance mm -hmm. buying process, but also, you know, mm -hmm. a willingness to, to really trust the advice of someone who is an expert. And so just being more informed, uh, trusting advice, and I, I mentioned this before, being very interested in what-if scenarios. Uh, if this happened, is my claim covered? A great opportunity for independent agents to add value in the sales process and really demonstrate, you know, the power of the product that they're selling and, you know, what's mm -hmm. covered. So those are two. The third that we often hear is, you know, millennials only want to buy from uh, millennials. That one was pretty fascinating also. We can go deeper on any of these, but that one was fascinating because, Really, only 9% of millennials indicated they wanted an agent close to their age. And again, that comes back to really wanting advice and expertise. Um, and when right. we asked them, you know, describe your ideal agent. Right. They wanted someone who inspired trust, someone who was a seasoned professional. So mm -hmm. there's a lot uh, in there, but some really good surprises mm -hmm. and we think some good myth-busting as well. Well, in terms of millennials, actually, the, the act of purchasing insurance, uh, what was the number one way that, or and maybe, the, I don't know if this was a question that you guys kind of deep dove into, but how did they want to purchase insurance? Did they, do you see a spike in the number of millennials that would like to buy online, but yet have a, a local agent that they could call on for things like claims and, and billing questions, or how, how did they respond? Yeah, you know, to that? it's um, it's pretty interesting. So another area where we think most consumers are now doing some level of basic research online. So starting online is no surprise, but even for millennials, mm -hmm. uh, the vast majority are choosing mm -hmm. to purchase through local agents. Um, okay. So you know, we see unsurprisingly, you know, okay. that millennials mm -hmm. identify themselves as being tech savvy. Mm -hmm 
more than any other generation, but that's not significantly impacting uh, the amount of uh, people that are seeking the advice uh, of an independent agent. You know, we in fact asked um, the group we researched, like what percentage are looking to only kind of make online purchases? And it's still relatively low. 36% of millennials reported buying insurance online today, 30% for homeowners, uh, which means, you know, two-thirds to 70% continue to purchase uh, locally. So we think that's great news for agents. What we did find, which I think is a little bit of a call to action, um, was that more so than any other generation, the way they found an agent was not through referral, was not through word of mouth or recommendation from family or friends, but it was independently finding an agent via their digital presence. What's online? Is their website compelling? What's showing up in ratings and reviews? Are they actively engaged in social? And that's probably two times the rate that we saw of boomers uh, and pretty significantly more than uh, Gen Xers. So it's an important just you know call to action for all agents mm-hmm. to make sure digital's an important component of their strategy to make sure that their agency is discoverable to someone who really is trying to find someone to provide that mm-hmm. value-added advice. And again, that kind of winning combination of ease, choice, and advice. So I have a I have a question that I've been dying to get to ask you, and I promise you, you are not going to hurt my feelings if you say well. Scott, that's wrong. But I have an assumption that as the president of Safeco Insurance, you get exposed to some high-level meetings relative to the overall industry. And again, I may be completely wrong, but with other industry executives and from, from different carriers and probably some, some data that a lot of us, and some of it we just talked about, really, that, that we don't have access to. But my question is this. Through your conversations at that high level uh, and, and meeting with different industry executives that are maybe with even other companies, do you feel like the future of the insurance agent, whether they're independent or captive, do you feel like the narrative about where this thing's headed in terms of maybe the demise of the local insurance agent. Do you feel like that's changed in the last three to five years? I feel like the narrative has been out there for a while, and I think time and time again the data continues to show that that's not true. I mean, the market share right. broadly, for independent agents specifically, right. has been flat. Um, right. And that's kind of uh, two trends that are kind right. of you know uh, really converging. So one, uh, you have a number of new agency starts. So some of that's mm-hmm. uh, new startups, some of that's new fresh you know agents starting from scratch. Some of that's agents mm-hmm. coming over from the captive channel. Um, that right. is offset by what is historical right. uh, consolidation. Um, mm-hmm. But overall, it's been flat. Um, and so mm-hmm. uh, we don't see that trend changing. We think mm-hmm. it's a very healthy dynamic. We see new agents coming in, new starts. That's incredibly healthy. We also mm-hmm. see some good exits. You know, a lot of the M&A activity mm-hmm. stems mm-hmm. from the fact that there is tremendous mm-hmm. value in an independent agency, the cash flow, the mm-hmm. earnings. Um, and that the, the fact that there mm-hmm. is so much acquisition activity is a sign of a healthy market where maybe agents don't have a perpetuation plan. Selling an agency is something that's viable, uh, and right. we see that as a great exit opportunity for many agents. Right. So I just broadly say, you know, we don't see that trend materially shifting. Um, mm-hmm. I do think, you know, over time we've seen the direct um, mm-hmm. carriers take some share. 
mostly coming from some of the captive riders, and, and, and you guys have seen that in some of the headlines right. and the news that have come out on carrier shifting right. strategies over time. But we see uh, local agents continuing to be a healthy source and a great way to meet consumers' needs. We, we truly believe that there's no better way for a consumer to purchase a quality product than through uh, a trusted advisor, through a local agent, um, and I think that's going to continue to be true as we move forward. Um, if we, you know, if I were to say areas of opportunity, um, if you look beneath the covers on that market share, you will see it's a, it's a little bit of a difference between auto and home. Auto is where maybe there's been the greatest share change towards direct models. Um, still not cataclysmic, but we've seen certainly a decline in local channels. Uh, but home, property, and a lot of the specialty offerings, so whether that's you know, right. motorcycle, rental properties, right. that continues to be dominated by uh, local agents. We think that's a great opportunity for agents just to make sure they don't put too many eggs in one basket with respect to auto, and they really are mm -hmm. focused on helping solve a customer's more complex mm -hmm. insurance needs. Um, that's certainly where we play and where we see most agents finding success. I'll say this. I think that it should be the agents that figure out how to go even further direct to consumer. Um, as an agent who I have um, some carriers that have allowed me to uh, run ads online and things like that and, and have the ability for the client to purchase their home insurance directly online and, and it, you know, come to our agency, I personally think that this paradigm shift of how it's been with car insurance with the Geico's and the progressives of the world making that huge shift to direct to consumer. I think that the consumer buying home insurance online as dominant as they have with auto is a lot farther away than it seems. Absolutely. Yeah. So Bradley, let me say this and I apologize. Bradley was still getting all of our equipment set up when you started talking but one of the things that Tyler said that I know Bradley will raise both of his hands and sing hallelujah for is when Tyler first started at, uh, talking about the future of independent agencies and insurance agencies in, in general, he briefly mentioned something that Bradley is very passionate about, and that is a shift from insurance agencies, you know, making it easier for customers well, for them to get quotes from companies for their customers and more of a shift towards making it as easy for the client or the customer to reach out to us and get a quote. And I know I'm paraphrasing here. Tyler, you may do a much better job of regurgitating exactly what you said. One thing I wanted to do, I opened a brand new independent agency March 1st of this year who proudly represents Safeco, by the way. I think one thing that we try to do is is instead of building our agency from the outside from the inside out, in other words, this is how we're going to do business, these are our processes, our customer better get used to it. We flip that on its head and we said, okay, we're going to start at the customer and work our way backwards. So we're going to go from the outside in. In other words, how does the customer want to do business and reverse engineer back into our processes by making it easy to do business. That's terrific. Well, first, I'd say congratulations on uh, starting a new agency. No small endeavor. Yes, you know, second, though, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. You know, we've, um, we've looked at all of the research we've done as part of Agent for the Future, and we try to, like, distill it down to, like, what are four big areas that we believe uh, the entire channel needs to collectively come together to solve? Um, and the first is exactly what you're saying, and, and for us, we define that as, you know, customer centricity. 
But it's the belief that, you know, customers at the end of the day will win. Um, they alone will stand on, the, you know, the metal podium. And so if we don't meet their needs, somebody else will. And so that means really from what you just said, starting from the outside in, what do customers ultimately need? How do we design products? How do we deliver acceptable services? How do they expect to interact with us as we go forward? How do we deliver personalized experiences? So we really do believe that is something we need, you know, all agents and carriers to address in kind of the you know overall value chain. So customer centricity, absolutely critical. Um, you know, just to, to continue that point, the other three areas we're focused on, which are you know pretty related. The next is deeply digital. You know, we continue to see customers wanting to interact digitally, both with carriers and agency. That isn't a replacement or a disruption, so to speak, to the relationship they have with an agent. More so, just digitally enabling all aspects of it today, whether that's purchasing, whether that's ongoing service, um, whether that's how we communicate. So uh, there's lots that we think collectively needs to happen in kind of the digital enabling space. The third area is innovation, just continuing finding new sources of value for our, you know, mutual customers and for us, for our partners. Uh, and the fourth area for us, you know, we believe that partnerships, carrier and agents uh, is a competitive advantage. You know, it's something that new entrants really don't have. You know, the breadth of knowledge and wisdom that we collectively share is a huge advantage. So our ability to come together and solve some big problems, whether it's a customer experience problem or a product gap, uh, is a huge uh, advantage for us as we move forward. So, you know, customer centricity, uh, deeply digital, innovation, and uh, agent first and partnerships are four areas that we see a ton of opportunity in. But we agree with you, customer centricity and putting the customer first is hugely important. Tyler, I know you need to go, and I know our time here is short together. So my last question of the day is this. You and I are out at dinner one night. We're having a really nice dinner, and I look at you and I say, Tyler, tell me what you feel like as you know, president of one of the major insurance carriers in the United States of America. What do you see the insurance industry looking like for agents 10 years from now? I think what we're going to continue to see is an evolution. Um, I don't think it'll be radically different, but I think digitally, ena digitally enabled agencies will be the norm. I think agents will be omni-channel, much like we're seeing, you know, carriers and companies of all industries going. So letting customers kind of seamlessly transition between online and offline experiences. Uh, but we also believe in the enduring quality of what independent agents do best, which is providing trusted advice, providing tailored solutions and risk solutions for their clients, uh, for continuing to evolve to meet customer expectations. So we don't see any of that changing. You know, the other kind of enduring quality is the impact that agents have in their local communities. We think there's no um, channel that truly offers that impact uh, in a local market than uh, local independent agents. So we don't see that changing either. So uh, we think a lot will happen in the next 10 years with technology. Um, certainly there's a lot, you know, it's dynamic. It's a fun time to be in insurance. It's, you know, you've got autonomous vehicles to worry about. Uh, you read about in the headlines, connected home, home sharing, ride sharing. Uh, there's a lot of evolution that will happen to respond to those trends. But I think if you take a step back, and like I said before, you know, we've partnered with agents now for for nearly 100 years, and, and we're committed to building a foundation for success for the next 100 years. Uh, but we also think one of the reasons agents have been successful all that time is their ability to evolve 
Uh, we see that already. You mentioned some of the Agents for the Future winners that we've had. Uh, they're great examples of agents really stepping into transforming their agency to compete going forward. We see that happening all over the country, tons of examples. We think that'll become the norm. Many are on digital transformation journeys, but on very different stages. Some have yet to start. Some are really deep. Uh, we think that'll be pretty customary, and we're really excited about what's ahead. Uh, we think there's no better time to be an independent agent, and for Safeco and, and Liberty Mutual, um, again, you know, we're, we're committed to being there every step of the way, um, really committing to do more than anybody to help agents thrive uh, today and tomorrow. Well, Tyler, let me say this. I am so blessed and so thankful to have you on this podcast today. I'm going to go ahead and close this thing out. Guys, Tyler just said it. We're all playing the same ball game. It's just that each one of us is in a different inning. You know, normally I ask our guests to give some four or five bullet points of things that you can do in your agency to help you grow and to help you continue to move forward and be progressive. And honestly, he did that without me even having to ask him to. And, and I hope you wrote those things down. But remember this, get your ass out from behind that desk today and go out into the big bad world and sell insurance. And if you are going to have to be behind that desk today, continue to move the ball down the field with creating digital platforms and use of technology to continue to improve your agency's profitability, write good business for the agencies that you represent, and write good business for the companies that you represent. Bradley Flowers, I love you. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Tyler. Oh, thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome, Tyler. You come back anytime. And guys, you are listening to the Insurance Guys podcast, and we'll see you back here real soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. If you need to know more about me or you need to get in touch with Scott, you can always reach me at theinsuranceguyonline.com or email me at iprotectins at gmail.com. And if you need to get in touch with Mr. Bradley Flowers, go to bradleyflowersinsurance.com or email him at bradley at sarahlandinsurance.com. Guys, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to being with you again real soon on the next episode of the Insurance Guys. Take care.